This is <laughs> this one's actually funny. Well, you know what? Before I get to that one, before I get to that one, uh, we do have a request from uh, our person in chat. <laughs> Uh, let me see if I can't pull this up. This is A.A. A. Milnes, ah, the creator of Winnie the Pooh. As well as Tigger. <laughs> you know, the sad thing about Tigger is that I, I can do a Tigger, but it's not like your standard Tigger. Not like the ones in the movies and stuff like that, because I grew up listening to this uh, book on tape thing. Um... Uh, it, it you know it told told the story of uh, for this one Winnie the Pooh and Tigger two, and uh, they had one guy doing the voice and he did the voice for all of the characters and I could do that Tigger but I can't do an actual like uh, a regular film Tigger. Um, if I could remember the words that because uh, he would sing that song. Oh, the wonderful thing about Tiggers is Tiggers are wonderful things. Their tops are made out of rubber. Their bottoms made out of strings. They're bouncy, 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 fun, 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 fun. The fun and most wonderful thing about Tiggers is I'm the only one. So I, I can remember that, and I can do that voice, but I can't do the actual the actual Tigger, sadly. That and Winnie the Pooh. If I could do Winnie the Pooh, because I had three goals uh, growing up as a child. If I could do the voice for uh, Shatner, which you can do, hopefully, <laughs> as hopefully being demonstrated here. Um, also, uh, who's the other one? Uh, uh, Walken, which I think I can do a fairly passable Walken now, after much work. Much work. Uh, and Winnie the Pooh, but I cannot do Winnie the Pooh. It pisses me off. Although I did read in an interview that Jim Cummings uh, would say that he would go to drive throughs and order things as Winnie the Pooh, which to me just cracks me up. That's like something I wish I could do. Why? I don't know. Do amuse myself. So, <clears throat> I have not read this ahead of time, so you will see how crappily I uh, cold read. But as William Shatner here is A.A. Milne's The Dormouse and the Doctor. And because this is uh, old school British poetry, I will probably mispronounce some words that I haven't ever seen. <clears throat> there once was a dormouse who lived in a bed of delphiniums blue and geraniums red. And all the day long, he had a wonderful view of geraniums red and delphiniums blue. A doctor came hurrying round and he said, Tut, tut, I'm sorry to find you in bed. Just say, 99, while I look at, his, at your chest. Don't you find that chrysanthemums answer the best? The dormouse looked round at the view and replied, When he'd said 92, when he'd said 99, then he'd tried and he'd try. I'm not doing another voice, for, uh, one voice at a time here. When he said, oh, see, slipped into the walk in there, shattered. <clears throat> I lose Shatner? Oh crap, that would suck today. When he'd said 99, that he'd tried and he'd tried, and much the most answering things that he knew were geraniums red and delphiniums blue. The doctor stood frowning and shaking his head, and he looked up his shiny silk hat as he said, what the patient requires is a change, and he went to see some chrysanthemums, 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 people in Kent, chrysanthemum people in Kent. Apparently, that's where you get chrysanthemums from. Chrysanthemum people. Are they people made of chrysanthemums? That would be fascinating. I believe I may have had a mission there at one point in time with the Enterprise, but I could be wrong. Anyway, back to the story. The doctor came back to show what he meant. I've skipped a line there, so I'll go back a bit. The dormouse lay there, and he gazed at the view 
of geraniums red and delphiniums blue. And he knew there was nothing he wanted instead of delphiniums blue and geraniums red. The doctor came back, and to show what he meant, he had brought some chrysanthemum, cuttings from Ghent. Now these, he remarked, give a much better view than geraniums red, delphiniums blue. They took out their spades and they dug up the bed of delphiniums blue and geraniums red, and they planted chrysanthemums, yellow and white. And now, said the doctor, we'll soon have you right. The dormouse looked up and he said with a sigh, I suppose all these people know better than I. It was silly, perhaps, uh, but I did like the view of geraniums red and delphiniums blue. The doctor came round and examined his chest and ordered him nourishment, tonics, and rest. How very effective, he said, as he shook the thermometer. All these chrysanthemums look. The dormouse turned over to shut out the sight of the endless chrysanthemums, yellow and white. How lovely, he thought, to be back in bed of delphiniums blue and geraniums red. The doctor said, Tut, it's another attack, and ordered a milk and massage of the back and freedom from worry and drives in a car and murmured, How sweet your chrysanthemums are. The dormouse lay there with his paws to his eyes and imagined himself such a pleasant surprise. I'll pretend the chrysanthemums turned to a bed of delphiniums blue and geraniums red. The doctor next morning was rubbing his hands and saying, There's nothing quite understands these cases as I do. There's nobody quite understands these cases as I do. The cure has begun. How fresh the chrysanthemums look in the sun. The dormouse lay happy. His eyes were so tight. He could see no chrysanthemums, yellow or white. And all that he felt at the back of his head were delphiniums blue, geraniums red. And that is the reason, Aunt Emily said. If a dormouse gets in a chrysanthemum bed, you will find, so Aunt Emily says, that he lies fast asleep on his front, with his paws to his eyes. <laughs> wow, only a few mess-ups. Yeah. That was A.A. Milne's The Dormouse and the Doctor, uh, requested by Soma G. Darling. The lovely, lovely, and wonderful Soma G. Darling. Mm-hmm. 